Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, brought to you by our title sponsor, Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with a new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. Gordon, what's happening? I'm just sitting here. Just sitting here. You got a lot of green going on today. I do. Yeah, it's a lot of green. You got a problem with that? No, you've just got a very green hat and a very green pullover on. You're just it's a lot of green. Does it work or does it sure, too much green? Sure, no, it's fine. It's just it's just kinda I want to know where Kermit is just to make sure he's safe. Yeah, it's a little punch in the face green. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. But but it's green, so it's green. Is that a, a legitimate Muppet or is it wool? What the, the pullover? Yes. It doesn't look wool. It looks like maybe a yeah, cotton looks, blend. It, it looks like a Muppet. You know, skin for it. You know why I'm wearing this today? No. Because I'm in the mood for, for green. I'm in the mood for seeing grass, seeing trees, seeing, you know, summery stuff. I'm uh, a sucker for grass. It was deceptively cold out there. I heard Austin and Tony talking about that on their show today. The the, the sunshine, which leads you to believe, like, oh, it's probably not so bad. And then you go outside, and it's like, well, never never mind. Well, it's going to get worse again, apparently. Yeah, it's supposed, supposed to, to storm again mm-hmm. uh, over the next few days. So Austin will be out there with his little paddler. <laughs> Charge the battery, Austin. <laughs> And Austin is not I, finding I, you funny. I, by well, the way. I wish you had consulted me on that purchase because I, oh, yeah? I would have guided you through. I that. wish you would have consulted me on your second new car in four weeks. You can't, you can't guide through uh, Austin through that purchase because you just tell him to get something that was completely expensive and wholly no, unnecessary. Not yeah, that, no, that, no. See, buy yourself a four wheeler with a plow. Expense isn't the issue here. It's, <laughs> it's, it's something that will get the job done. You know. I mean, because if, you, if you're going to if you're going to spend any money on something, and it's not going to get the job done, then you've sort of wasted your money. And you can see the disappointment written all over Austin's face when he went out there in that storm and was kind of just, like I said, paddling that snow around. <laughs> you know, I get the impression that uh, let let's Man. say that uh, let's say that Gordon went into a local store to buy a, a snowblower, right? And the the salesperson sees Gordon in the parking lot. 
he hustles over to the most expensive thing no, he's got no. and quickly, like with a Sharpie, writes a one in front of whatever, whatever the no. price is no. and then says, hello, Mr. Monson, welcome back. No. Write this right no. this way. That's not the way it happened. <laughs> I, I, I walked in to the uh, – actually, I bought a snowblower with my neighbor to the south uh, <laughs> and then he wanted to buy me out. He wanted to oh. buy the entire thing because he was moving. Did it get its own LLC? And so, and so, and so I went and bought another one with my neighbor to the north, Blake, and we went, and 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 Blake was the one that picked it out, and I said, "Yeah, that looks uh, that looks adequate to me," and, uh, and and you know, it worked out well. Blake was probably getting like five hundred bucks back. He was probably splitting the difference with the sales guy. Why would he do that? Because he was he and I split the cost. Right, but you know, that would just be that would make you a screw job on me. And why would he want to do that? Right. Yeah. Why would anyone want to do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anywho. Yes, I think we're supposed to. But I listened to uh, Alana on with Hans and Scotty earlier. It's not supposed to be as big as this last one. So. There you go, Austin. If it, if it is as big as this last one, I'm out. That's it. You're just going to stay home? No, I'm gone. We're packing and we're like out. You're moving to Florida? Orlando? No, I can't afford Florida. We're moving to like a Las Cruces or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, Somewhere it, we can live in the car. It cost, it cost me a car because my wife's car got uh, an accident yesterday and now it's in the shop for a, few, a couple of weeks. Because uh, there was some black ice out there, and uh, apparently my daughter didn't see it, and you know, so I'm not happy about that at all. But at least she was healthy. And look, every time it snows, someone gets hurt. Yeah, there were 200 something accidents yesterday. Yeah, I'm still well, trying to get sorry, over. Sorry, all you skiers out there. But, you, know. you know, everybody thinks like, what would I do if I had to skip town? And I love it that Austin's destination is Las, Las Cruces. <laughs> I think you can do a little better than that. I don't know, man. <laughs> well, come on. I, I bought a paddler all right. snowblower. <laughs> you did. But let, let, all I have our, to plug all it our, in. All our listeners out there, help Austin out. If he were going to move from here to a warmer place that he could afford, what would you suggest? I'm just seeing Whitney like, okay, where are we going? Phoenix? <laughs> San Diego? Dallas? Las Cruz. <laughs> I, I thought I, I thought, thought this was great logic. Las it Cruz. doesn't snow there. Wait, it and it's warmer it's, and it's cheaper. Wait, it does snow in Las Cruz. Not like this. This snowed like God hates us. Yeah, but I feel like you can get somewhere in New Mexico where it doesn't snow. Where? What further oh, south? There's, Fine, there's, there's that's mount, where I'll there's be. Mountainous areas down there too. Uh, Lloyd has family in, in Santa Fe. I've heard that's lovely. No, I heard that in Newsies once. I'm sure you can. Hey, there's a little town south of Phoenix, uh, Casa Grande. Oh, that sounds that, cheap. That sounds expensive. No, it is. No, it's it's cheap. That sounds that pricey. PK's, Casa Grande. PK's first job. Literal big house. Was in that town. I think it's grown uh, a bit, but I, I think you could probably find something really, really comfortable there for you. <laughs> the, the name means big house. I know. But Large that's, house. That's not what it is. I've been to Casa Grande, and it's, I think you, uh, you would find it adequate. I'd live there from, uh, let's say, October till uh, March, and then I'm here the rest of the year. Because so, I like the summers here. I don't like the summers in Arizona. How are you going to work that out employment-wise? Eh, we'll figure something out. Well, when you're drifting, 
whatever job rolls my way that week. <laughs> He's going to have a, a stick over his shoulder with a with the bandana. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What are those called? What's the name of those uh, packs that has a bandana on a stick? A bindle? A bindle. That's Isn't that exactly what it is? Really? Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called a bindle. Yeah. <laughs> you? How do you know that? <laughs> you probably told me yeah. one time. If I if I could see anybody riding the rails with a bindle. <laughs> God, I would love nothing more. You know, I tried to hop a train once. How'd it go? Not well. What happened? I got threatened with a trespassing and I Somebody saw you? Yeah. yeah. Don't you do those things at night when no one can see you? Yeah, but there's cameras everywhere. You just don't know that when you're 17. Did you jump on the roof and... and (laughs) Tried tried to get on a a boxcar. No, but, you know, like run across the roof like James Bond. You know, have one of those with the... Uh, Like Indiana Jones? uh, The enforcement guy behind Wait, wait, wait. Was the boxcar moving? No, it was in the yard. It was Yeah. But I was going to get on it until it stopped. And then wherever it stopped, I was going to get on the next one and go back the other way. If you had actually done that, Austin, you could have written yourself a a fine book or something, you know, uh, Discovering America or something by rail, and you could just... Ride around. And- <laughs> Discovering America by rail. My story of the bindle. I I honestly had a buddy a long time ago that that's how he traveled to Vegas, was he'd hop the rails. He thought it was fun, but he had a little bit of a, I don't know. He's, a gambling he, habit? No, he was a little adventurous. Was he on the lamb? <laughs> no, he just, he thought it was, was fun. Was he a cartoon? No, he had a, he, he, that's how he, he. Did he ever get caught? No, I don't think so. See, that sounds kind of romantic to me. I, th- I think it was quite difficult, and I think it's really dangerous. Like, Austin, honestly, getting getting threatened with a trespassing ticket, that's about, like, the best-case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> there are what, so are many— throw you off the train <laughs> while it's moving? So many other worse things that could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, haven't you watched those old cowboy movies? I don't think it's like that. No. <laughs> no I, don't, I don't think it's like that at all. I don't think you used enough dynamite there, Butch. Yeah, I, I don't know. How'd we uh, get here? I don't I know. Train, you were you were falling off the grid. You were you were leaving Skipping Town hate, hate if it snow. if yeah. it snowed again. We've had that's, enough. That's where we were. All right. Okay. Well, we have a lot to do today. Would we'll, we go with you, by the way? Probably not. No, I'm staying. Okay. I'd, I'd want her to, but I don't know. <laughs> that wouldn't be a determining factor. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Our friend Clint says, "Don't tell Austin it snows in Las Cruces too." So you're gonna find another place. Anybody got a suggestion for Austin? He's Somebody old. here. Uh, What's the annual precipitation in Las Cruces? Logan says Myrtle Beach. I've been to Myrtle Beach. Wait, it's Myrtle nice. Beach is expensive. It's probably a little pricey for no, Austin. No, we got Austin's on a budget here. So let's uh, ixnay on the uh, exotic locations. It's got to be somewhere where oh, you wow. can feel really, really comfortable. Las Cruces gets 10 inches of rain every year. That's a yeah. bad choice by me. See, <laughs> I, I feel like down in that part of the country, maybe... Only you know, two inches of snow, though. Austin can't afford the the warmth. Maybe he needs something like in Tornado Alley, where it doesn't necessarily snow, but the, you know, it's not like... I can't do wind, though. Wait, Tropical. What, what, what's, what's a small town in Arizona, down there? Where's Tombstone. It? Tombstone? Uh, that's kind of a touristy place, isn't I, it? Is it really a place still? I don't, I don't know. know. Sounds like a man's town, I'll tell you that right now. I'm your huckleberry. How about, what's the what's the one right there by uh, by Lake Powell? Page. There you go. No. That's too cold. Yeah, in the winter. Isn't it? Yeah. And all the Utahns pretending they're Californians. No, thank you. No, you got to go down. Like, where's... Uh, where's I hear a, you on that. You know, the Eagles song, where's Winslow? That's in Arizona. Yeah, where? <laughs> is it warm there? 
Is there a Nogales <laughs> or is that in, in Mexico? Uh, my friend Bill Ingvall grew up in Winslow, Arizona. It yeah. is in the middle of nowhere. There you go. Okay, that's that's enough. Should we and talk now about I've name dropped. What? Yeah, you did name drop. That was well placed. He's better at that than you, Gordon. <laughs> How so? And Austin just really Let's not subtly name dropped. I don't name drop. You, you name drop with you great, don't don't name drop great bravado and frequency. <laughs> I do not. Not on. Not 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 intentionally to get attention. Just only when I'm goofing around. Could have fooled me. <laughs> All See, right. Should we? You, you know want to get? Doing, you want to? You're painting a character. That uh, is different than the real me. Well, I'll, the segment my good friend me. Don Sterling, who happens to be an executive with the Jazz. I did get an invitation to go to the Playboy Man. I did meet Hugh. Oh, unbelievably nice. I got a phone call from Donald Sterling's executive who said Donald really liked something you wrote, and he wants to invite you to a Clippers game to sit on the front row and go to dinner beforehand with him. I got a letter from Casey Case discussing something I had written. This goes said on. I'm a fan, and I really enjoyed this. It was really, really good. You were saying? How about Yuma, Arizona? Would that be a good place for Austin? 310 to Yuma. How about Surprise? Oh, that's where some uh, showdowns go. There is a Casa Grande that's, uh, I think it's relatively inexpensive. Sounds like you have to be 80 years old minimum to live in Casa Grande. No, it's not what it you think. It does sound like a retirement no, it's community. Kind of a, it's kind of, it's a countrified town. It's got an indoor pool does have a uh, an aerobic aquatic aerobics shuffleboard courts <laughs> it has uh, six times daily updates of the stock market arts and crafts on wednesday <laughs> come to casa grand okay let's talk some basketball Fine. let's let's get to it austin go ahead two guys two topics two, two, two. two opinions you talk give me two this is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. When it comes to working on the defense, it, it, does it feel like you go back to zero, or is it just tightening up a few things? Um, no, I, I don't think it's zero. I, I think there's there's things that, you know, different teams require of you defensively. Um, you know, Dame is the best example um, because it's hard to play him, quote-unquote, you know, normally. Um, and then what that does is it puts you in positions defensively that um, that are not the things that you do um, you know, every other game. So I think there's situational things that each team uh, presents, um, the way they try to attack you. Uh, and then there there is a component, I think, where um, your emphasis and your focus, you know, in our case, for instance, being shifted on the weak side, you know. All right, that was Quinn Snyder from practice today answering a question from our very own Ben Anderson from the Jazz Pre-Half and Post-Game Show. Uh, want to remind you, Steve Kyler is going to talk some NBA with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Craig Bowlerjack will be on at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so we'll talk a lot of Jazz basketball today. But, uh, Gordon, uh, kind of a, a general sense I went down to practice uh, that I was getting. Uh, we talked to Coach Schneider. We talked to Rudy Gobert. We talked to Joe Ingles. Is that uh, a couple of days of practice was certainly a good thing, and the defense was talked about a lot. So what uh, we raised a lot of questions. I wrote about it in a, in a column today uh, posted at sltrib.com. What were the answers to the questions? 
Well, I don't know if they uh, talked a whole lot in specific. And and really, and we can play this uh, at some point during the show today, Joe Ingles' uh, response was was probably the best one. But really, they just need to stay more focused. And not that they were making excuses, but they talked about how this is something – the way they've been played recently is different than – They've traditionally been played, mm-hmm. and they haven't had practice to work on how they were going to defend this. And so if you're going up isolation specifically, was mentioned by Coach Snyder, if you're going up against teams that are going to put you in isolation all night, which is certainly what we saw against the Rockets mm-hmm. and against uh, Portland, uh, if, if that's going to happen, they need to know the best way to defend it. For example, if if – Joe's guarding Damian Lillard, and Lillard beats Joe. Mm-hmm. Rudy comes to help. Well, Rudy needs help, as Coach right. Chiesa always says, help the helper. Mm-hmm. And that is something that has been not happening or not happening well enough. And Quinn Snyder mentioned something as simple as putting your arms up. I mean, <laughs> that is, it's something that they haven't been doing. So that's why I say I think they were ben- they benefited from a couple of days of practice because they needed to work on the concepts that they're going to use to combat some of these attacks. And these attacks change on a nightly basis, as Quinn Snyder says, so they don't always work on them all the time. So we're not allowed in practice, but it seems to me a good way for the Jazz to work on this would be to have Donovan Mitchell on the other team and have him do some of the things he can do to beat guys off the dribble and then see what they can do from there. Um, I, because he's really the only one. I, maybe Mike Conley could do that. Um, who else? Well, I don't know, but the thing is, is those two guys in particular are two of the guys that most need to work on what yes. we're talking about. Yes, so, I mean, I don't know what kind of concoction Quinn Snyder came up with or is coming up with to work on these sorts of things, but it sounded like they worked on them a lot. Yeah, well, they need to. In a five-on-five scenario, too, so however they, they broke it up and whoever was working on what, uh, they said it was really helpful to work on those concepts five-on-five. Five. Jake, this is a major issue. This is a big, big deal. Because it wasn't, I, I, I just kind of, I could be wrong on this, but I don't, I don't think this is some little blip on the radar. I think teams are paying attention, paying attention to what opponents of the Jazz are doing to them, and not every team can do it, but a good number of teams can do this, and the Jazz going to have to find a solution to it because they're going to see it a whole lot. If they haven't seen it before this last skid, they're going to see it a whole lot going forward. Well, honestly, if you really look at the Jazz roster, you you know that they're vulnerable to this. Yeah. Whether we wanted to notice it or not. Because you, of the lack of athleticism, the, uh, and, quickness, and size. size. Yeah. I mean, all the things required really to play great fundamental defense the Jazz lack in one way or another. I mean, for example, Joe Ingles is one of the are, – are, he is one of the Jazz better defenders. He's but, got size, but he doesn't have speed. And he has savvy. I mean, he's a really savvy defender. But when you're on an island going up against Damian Lillard, you know, all the savviness in the world isn't going to give Joe the advantage in that situation. Yeah, Dame is going to win that 85% right. of the time. And, and we've even seen them vulnerable to somebody like Eric Gordon, who is absolutely a fine player and better than he looks on a nightly basis because of who his teammates are. But I don't think he's 50 points good, right? Right. So, I mean, the— 
they're vulnerable to this, and the only way really to get through it is is to play team defense. And especially with Mike Conley getting more minutes, they're going to have to figure out a way to at least make it difficult for teams even when they're overmatched on the defensive side. And they can't just rely on Rudy all the time. That's exactly what we're finding out right now, is teams will figure out a way to neutralize Rudy uh, defensively and then make the Jazz pay. Yeah. So they, you got to figure out a way to, to compensate for that. Okay, so you hit some important points there. Uh, one of them is that the Jazz have to do it together because they don't have – these athletic traits or size, quickness that you're talking about. And so it's their only choice. And so when people ask them questions about it, what are they supposed to do? Say, well, we just don't have the athletes to play defense. We're cooked. They can't say that, right? So what do they say? They say exactly what we just said. Well, If they have to do it together, and they do. And I used a quote from Ben Franklin in my column. He said that – you know, and he's a defensive specialist, Ben Franklin was, you know, in addition to discovering electricity and other things. He was a defensive specialist? Yeah. He said, I don't... We'll, we'll either hang together or we'll hang separately. And that's kind of, they just have to hang together and do this together in order, or else they're going to lose. And uh, I, I, I assume that Quinn picked up on this right away, and he probably was always aware of it. But like you said, they really haven't had time to practice what he has been preaching. So now maybe they have, and we'll see where it goes from here. But it's really their only choice unless they want to make a trade before the trade deadline. Which, and there are some reports out there that they're shopping Ed Davis, and when I see those, I, I kind of snicker a little bit because, of course, they are. He's the only asset they really have to trade. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they are uh, talking to Emmanuel Moody about Ed Davis. Um, they won't do that because he's 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 going to be gone either way. Right, and he's, he's really not getting paid that much, so he probably wouldn't be involved in some sort of, you know, salary maneuver for a team, and they can get him in the offseason, right? Is he a difference maker for a contending team? I mean, a, a Maybe. I mean, I he's guess. He's increased his value based on what he's done with uh, the Jazz. I wouldn't disagree with that, but yeah. still, yeah. I mean, Ed Davis, because he's got a two year contract and there are some other reasons why, you know, he may be more valuable, but uh, it's not a surprise that uh, that the Jazz are shopping him out there. And maybe they, they do need an extra piece, but he, here's the thing, Gordon, they're not going to make a move that's fundamentally going to change the team. So the fact is, is that Quinn Snyder can't afford. Uh, accept the fact that they're not athletic enough. He he has got to. We've seen Coach Snyder tape together offenses over the past couple of years. He might have to tape together a defense a little bit. Manufacture yeah. a defense. Come up with a scheme to defend this thing that that is effective, even if not unconventional. Jake, I think I mentioned this early uh, in the year, and uh, I think I might have written about it as well. But uh, do you remember me saying that the Jazz might be better on offense this year than they are on defense? I do remember you saying that. And I, I kind of was tongue-in-cheek a little bit, but not completely. And I don't know where the ratings are right now. I don't have the stats in front of me as we speak. I know you're really good at pulling that stuff up and stuff. But it looks to me like they're better offensively than defensively. Rudy can't guard everybody. He just can't. And that's love, weird considering what the Jazz's tradition has been over the past I love that years. you just dropped a, you're good at looking that stuff up, 
just to basically tell me, hey, no, look qu- that, look no, that no. up. You're quick. You're, oh, you're, you're quick on you're the draw. Good at looking that stuff up. That that was that was Gordon for. Well, I could hey, do it too. I mean, I it's, you know, look it's, this up, sir. Okay, so I've so got so. it. What do you want? Uh, offensive uh, offensive, offensive rating? rating right now is a one twelve point one, good enough for eighth in the league. Okay, what are they defensively? Not eighth in the league. One oh eight, good enough for eighth in the league. Oh really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Not over the last five years. Yeah, certainly, certainly not. not. No, <laughs> that's no, not no, the no. way they're trending. But right now, one oh eight. So they're eighth in both. So <clears throat> that big build up to give yourself credit. <laughs> yeah, but it's a tie. Yeah, but it's it's been trending the other way. It has been, but I don't think the offense has been good since uh, as good since Mike Conley came back. I mean, they've still got to figure that out. Joe Ingles, he spoke today, um, and and he didn't really talk about this, but his game is, has fallen off it a has, cliff yeah. since Mike Conley came back. Well, it actually started to do that before he came back. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, it hasn't been good. What's that look for? No, I'm just sitting here going, well, okay, okay, the Jazz have to work on their defense and they have to work on their offense. What's left? Well, sessions, a championship. They're they're on a four game losing streak. I mean, there's plenty to nitpick at. Yeah. When they're scoring 130 a game and beating every team by 20, their offense needs to get better. You know, the Jazz are like the weather. You know, when they play well, when it's sunny outside, it seems like it's always going to be that way. And when it starts to snow, oh, it feels like it's always going to be that really way. You really got snow on the brain, don't you? You really maybe it's you who's considering moving to Las Cruces, except that it snows there only two inches a year. I got news for you: I ain't going to Las Cruces. Now, no offense to the people in Las Cruces; I'm sure it's a terrific place for whoever likes it. No, it's it there. not. If you're a gecko, doesn't sound like you're being all that nice about Las Cruces to me. You know, I've never been to Las Cruces. I'm sure there's a fine Arby's there or something. I don't know. Isn't that where New Mexico State is? Uh, yes, it is. That's Aggies, exactly where it is. They, uh, they roam in Las Cruces. The lawless land. Jeez. All right, stay tuned. Isn't that the state of Billy the Kid down there? We'll have more coming up next. Don't forget Steve Kyler of Basketball Insiders at 4, Bowler at 5, right here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. As a player, did you notice all the whistles and think, hey, I got to play this a little differently? Cliche as it is, you don't really have a choice but to move on and just focus on what your team's doing. It's probably funny coming from a guy like me who talks to the referees every possession, but we've done a pretty good job all year of adjusting to referees. They've got a pretty tough job to do, so I'm very happy for them. They do a great job. Have you ever refereed in any way? Nah, I definitely 100% will never ever be a referee. I can tell you that. You can referee kids. I don't have enough problem refereeing. For my own children in my own house. Never mind. Ten kids on a court. Oh, yeah. Catch jazz man Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So that's what they call a family. Mother, daughter, father, son. Guess that everything you heard about is true. So you ain't got any family Well, who said you needed one? Ain't you glad? 
All right, it's a, a total request Tuesday, and Austin has come up with a theme for us since he's going to uh, move to Santa Fe if it snows again. The uh, song's about the Southwest. You can tweet at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson. It's brought to you by, uh, it's brought to you by Live Nation. Uh, we, 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 go ahead. No, buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artists inside at LiveNation.com. We really need to find the perfect town in the Southwest for Austin to move to. It's certainly during the, the winter months. And again, I don't know where that place is. Price, price is an issue. Yeah, so. it's got to be affordable and not, you know, worthless. My uh, my old man spent part of his childhood in Lancaster, California. Lancaster, so kind of a dusty town in the middle of Death Valley. I doubt it snows. Death Valley. Yeah. Next. That's not. Uh, I need San Diego that's, that's, at late yeah, in prices. That's not warm enough in the in the in the <laughs> winter time. You need a place that's warm, cozy. Death yeah, Valley gets cold in the winter? I think it I think it does. Really? Not 100% sure. I've never spent the winter in Death Valley. You don't say, because that seems like your type of place. <laughs> Been to San Bernardino. <laughs> yeah, you are uh, synonymous with a town that does not represent your personality. Uh, like, been, you're not a San Bernardino kind of guy. No, I'm not, but, I, I, but I, yet I've you, been there a number of times. You're and, linked uh, with that town forever. <laughs> How are you hanging on? Where are you? I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. Yeah, that will live in infamy. That won't. will that will be with us for a while. Speaking of infamy, we've got to get you your uh, incriminating audio taken care of today. Oh, we do, do we? Yeah. All right. So, um, well, why am I orchestrating this? You go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, please. By all Austin, means, you got some suggestions or some at least some nominations. Uh, any good ones? No. Um, <laughs> But we got three suggestions. All right, what were they? Uh, someone yesterday said something that I don't remember. Uh, someone yesterday said, "You know, you're always right." No, talking I don't to me. Remember that one? <laughs> somebody said, "Hey, Gordon, her, tell me, tell me oh, another story." Dave Slama locked and said, "Come on, Gordo, tell us one of your fantastic stories." Yeah, I kind of like that one. Adrian wants Jake to say that he's shorter than Tony. Uh, and the other one was, gee, Gordon, that story really inspired me. Thanks for telling it. <laughs> I hate all of them. Do you? I don't, you know, I'll record any of them. The, the Tony one, the Tony one would make more sense if Tony and I were even close in height, but I'm, I'm about six even and Tony's five one. So, I mean, you know. If there were some sort of competition between who were taller, that would make some sense. But what sense does that make? Well, it's it's it doesn't. Uh, I th- I think Gordon, we ought to have him say something like, "I'd rather go to the ballet than cover the jazz game." <laughs> no, that would put him in an uncomfortable position. It would. Oh, didn't know that was a rule. <laughs> I might get didn't know fired. you liked this one so get, much. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. <laughs> Good to know might, that makes you comfortable. That one might get uh, Jake fired. Uh, and we don't want that. No, we don't. No. It depends. Carlson. Wow. <laughs> That's a little uncomfortable. That is producer uncomfortable. says that. That huh? does. Yeah. Because he's mm. kind of got your career. Make me tell you to right read Ford Fan Zone six hand. times in one segment. I'm <laughs> never speaking during the break again. <laughs> Silence for me. So what are you going to do? Let's give our listeners, uh, during this segment, uh, bring them. Bring them all your suggestions. What is the most uncomfortable thing, other than getting him fired, that uh, we could make, Jake? uh, If you're going to tie my hands. 
<laughs> All right. Is there any particular way you want this communicated with you? Uh, I, I, we have phone calls I, back, uh, phone lines back now. We do. After a, a brief, not so brief They don't absence. ring to a random room in the building? No, I don't think so. I I, I think it got fixed. Send your suggestions to me at Gordon Monson. Send it to Austin, at Austin Horton or whatever it is. And uh, you... It's, hard, so, it's hard to remember. So disrespectful. <laughs> Jeez. You're so disrespectful. You're on or whatever uh, it I'm is. not helping anymore. <laughs> or it's uh, Jake Scott's zone. Whatever. All right. Send it on over. <laughs> and we'll see what we can settle on here. Yeah. What right. is it really, Austin? I forget. It's Austin Horton. At Austin okay. Horton. I know we've only worked together almost a decade. I know, but, but you know, I don't tweet. so No, no but you know my name. <laughs> but I didn't know that but does sure. he? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll do that exercise. That's terrific. It's a, hey, it's just part of the job. It is. It, I don't have to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We made the bet. Ooh, maybe it's got to be something like like uh, in favor of LeBron because Jake does not like uh, LeBron. I don't like Le- LeBron. Who does he hate? Who's LeBron? Sports hate the most. LeBron. Yeah. What team do you hate the most? The Jazz. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, what team do I yeah. hate the most? Wow. What sport are we talking? He loves about? tech. We do know that. So UVA. Yeah, I mean in college, sure. I thought you were talking about the pros. Oh, anything. Yeah. Just something. To bother. Why am I helping? <laughs> what, am I, what am I doing? We appreciate your cooperation. No, this is this is your thing. You, All right, you we'll go. settle how on about, something. How about LeBron is the goat, and it's not even close. We'll uh, we'll we'll settle on something before the next uh, segment. How about I believe in and stand for everything LeBron does? Ew, I don't like that. I know you don't. <laughs> I especially like it. especially the way he handled the China thing. <laughs> oh come on! That's like anti-American sentiment right there. Well, you're the one that has to say it. Yeah, we could have him say like "down with democracy." Oh come on now! Well, that could mean you're down with it. Like, yeah, I'm down with that. You know, I I would have thought somebody dressed like the Riddler would come up with something a little bit better. <laughs> no, it's not even the Riddler. It's the the guy on late night television with the uh, question mark suit that yells at you about your money. <laughs> You need to invest where I invest. I'm the money wizard. <laughs> All right. So what was the time limit that you put on this thing? Between now and the next segment. So bring it right now, your best material. Okay. Best material uh, material for me to record. Yeah. I mean, what do you say to your husband when you really want to you know, dig in there? Or what do you say to your wife when you really want to zing them? <laughs> Wow. Wow. I don't even know what you're asking. (laughs) I've tried them all. I'll tell you that. How'd that work? All right. Win some, you lose some. (laughs) Stay tuned. We'll talk, uh, I guess, more about this coming up next. We've got other stuff to get to, of course. NBA trade deadline is close. There's a lot out there. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. (laughs) 
is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Ken Pomeroy joins us right here. BYU, how legitimate do you think they are as a big dance contender? It's only a tournament basketball team. I have them rated 18th, and I don't know if they are that good. Like, you sort of look at the ratings, and they're, like, rated ahead of every SEC team, and it feels like I don't think BYU would win the SEC, but I do think they're an underrated team nationally. They've been pretty consistent, really, except for that Gonzaga game where they got completely destroyed, and that was without Yoey's. Generally speaking, I think they're on a good path here to not just getting to the tournament, but, you know, hopefully winning a game when they get there. But you would agree that BYU basketball has a better chance of winning the SEC than BYU football, right? That's a great observation, (laughs) Austin. You're absolutely right. what I'm here for, yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. Uh, should we talk about some NBA news and notes? Sure. Or, uh, oh, good. Well, yeah, let's do that. Uh, the Knicks fired Steve Mills, their team president, uh, today. It's about time. General Manager Scott Perry will take over in the interim. Uh, it's rumored that uh, J- uh, Jim Dolan wants to... Uh, pursue Masai Ujiri, the mm. president of basketball operations for the Toronto Raptors. But they're uh, they're reluctant to surrender draft picks because uh, Ujiri just signed an extension through 2021 uh, after they won the title. So uh, it would be expensive for the Knicks. But they're moving on from Steve Mills, which is actually incredibly smart. They should have done this a while ago. Well, they need somebody who who is... A really smart, strong presence. Somebody who can stand up to Jim Dolan, if if anyone can. Well, Ujiri would be that. Yes, I agree. But I don't think they can land him. I don't think anybody wants to work for the Knicks. Uh, the paycheck would have to be astronomical. Well, here's something that, that jazz fans can uh, identify with. Once you get a reputation... It, that that circles like wildfire amongst players and can make life really difficult. And, you know, Kevin Durant's kind of had a funny year sitting on the sidelines and he snipes on social media occasionally and he does the random interviews where he says probably more uh, than he should and everybody calls him thin-skinned. But he said in one of those interviews, he said nobody wants to go play for the Knicks. And that's really saying something, isn't it? Considering it is sort of the basketball mecca. Um, you would, you would, you really got to screw it up to create that kind of environment. And now they're, you know, a project like the Nets, where you're trying to to turn the tide on what is cool in this major market. And they go, you know, the Nets have the different floor, and they play yeah. in Brooklyn, which is a little more hip now than mm-hmm. Man- Manhattan, maybe, and it's more up and coming. And they'd rather take that challenge than go play for a, a disastrous franchise with a, with a bad owner. So if I'm Musai Ujiri, maybe maybe that's an intriguing project to me, and I really want to right the ship on a franchise that has been just dreadful for 20 years. Uh, but If, if they w- make the offer, Jake, that's something I would consider doing if I were him, uh, if the price were right. Well, if they paid you Phil, Phil Jackson money. Well, I mean, that's that would be sort of the ultimate challenge, wouldn't it? But he would have to have 
freedom to do what he wanted to do. See, the thing you remember when um, who's who's the baseball guy for the Red Sox? Boy Wonder. Why am I going? Why am I going blank? Boy Wonder. Uh, who went to the Cubs? Best general manager in the history of sports. Uh, uh, Epstein. Uh, Theo Epstein. Thank you very much. When he went to the Cubs, that was you know everybody says, oh, this is the ultimate challenge. The Cubs had just gone through an ownership change. And all of a sudden, the new ownership was was more than willing to, uh, you know, invest what they had to invest to get them over the top. And he knew that. I mean, when you're going to bad ownership, Gordon, how many times have you, you know, when you talk, I listen from the ownership on down. That's how it yeah, goes. And yeah. I, I would be surprised if he got that guy. I mean, remember, he got Phil Jackson just because. Phil Jackson wasn't doing anything else, and they <laughs> and he didn't do anything after he got the ten million a year, or whatever. And it was. more or less told Dolan that that's what was going to happen. So I mean, uh, there's some other trade rumors uh, that are out there as well. We didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday. What do you think about Clint Capella being on the on the block for the Rockets? A lot of the stats nerds are saying the Rockets are a better team without Clint Capella, and he's actually one of the few things the Rockets have to trade. But I bet you the Jazz have an opinion on that after what happened against the Jazz without Clint Capella. Yeah, I mean, but what happened for the Jazz when they had Clint Capella? That wasn't so good either, right? No, and I, I think they're hoping to get back to their, their switching defense where they can switch everything, which we did see be so effective uh, uh, against the Jazz. And they're just going with the ISO, spread it out for, for Russ and Harden. That's, that's what's most effective for that team, and they're really going to turn into the spin on that, uh, on that wholeheartedly. I, okay, uh, this is foolish of me to make this bold of a prediction and I could be completely wrong on this, but I'd be surprised if anything really, really major happens here. Wouldn't you? Around the deadline? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like there are... I mean, everybody's saying Kevin Love's going to stay in Cleveland, which just seems crazy. But, I mean, I just saw a rumor that perhaps a D'Angelo Russell-Andrew Wiggins swap. Yeah, something like that could happen, I guess. Which that would be... a. I mean, that'd be a fairly big deal. Because Minnesota, all of a sudden, maybe you consider a little bit more of a playoff threat. And actually, I don't hate the fit of Andrew Wiggins. Do you like Wiggins as a player? I mean, he he seems he looks like a when I watch him play, I, it's I'm not sure that he has discovered who he is as a as a as an NBA player. Okay, you just put. I think you're right, but you put it a lot more nicely than I'm going to put it. <laughs> okay. When well, actually, let me start out with something nice. When when the good Lord was chiseling out a basketball player, she chiseled out Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> she said, "This is a basketball player," and uh, and it, it's true. The measurables, the athleticism, I mean, it's it's all off the charts. It's why people were were viewing him so highly when he was at Kansas and when he came out and was the number one pick because all the all that stuff is there. But I think Jimmy Butler was right. I think he and Carl Anthony Towns both have a work ethic problem and an overall maybe selfishness problem. But here's the thing. You plug it into what we've known as the Warriors kind of culture and what happens with those types of players. Usually they, they get in line and, and go with the flow. Right. And so maybe a, a culture change would be really good for a player like Andrew Wiggins. And then all of a sudden some if he could become a, a real – three and D type dude, you know, kind of a, a upper echelon role player to go next to Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and somebody can go guard the other team's best player. If he'd actually fall in line and do that, he'd be really, really good and a lot better fit than say D'Angelo Russell. But yeah. and Minnesota needs somebody that can pull the trigger. 
Watch out for the Warriors, man. Well, I like this Wiggins is, with is, the Warriors. That, is, I like that thought. This is a very temporary lull. They are going to be back in a major way next year. All right. It is the big show. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Steve Kyler of Basketball Insiders. We'll get his thoughts on the trade deadline, certainly, and what's going on with the Utah Jazz and around the rest of the league. Well, who's going to be the next president of the Knicks? Gordon, has your phone rang yet? It has not, but... Uh, Keep it on, because I, th- I have a feeling you're going to be desperate. We'll see. I think you'd do a, a, a pretty subpar job, but you would... <laughs> exactly what's been going on there Right, for that's what years. I'm saying. The standard is, is low. Yeah. You'd be good for a, a few mil over a couple of years before they figured it out. Isn't that a perfect environment for someone to go in and you know pick it up when it's rock bottom? Nowhere to go but up. How many people have thought that though about that job? I don't know. Don't you want a don't you want an opportunity to to build something fantastic? Sure. If if you were given that opportunity, sure. Isaiah Thomas thought the very same thing. <laughs> he did. Steve Kyler coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. This, this this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. There were four suspected drug dealers officials were on to. They actually tapped the phones. And the way they got enough evidence that they could go in and arrest these guys is these guys went to go collect their cocaine. And it was gone. And what they found was feral hogs had snorted up $22,000 worth of their cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> When those pigs came up on that, uh, on those bars of cocaine, it was go time. You know you're going to lose me for a segment when you do that. <laughs> you want to hear what a uh, pig man sounds like on coke? <laughs> those poor pigs. You're right. They're probably dead. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.